Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Landy Lodge, where today we're lining up another podcast for you. Today's episode is episode 108. We are going to talk about why the Mario movie terrifies me. But before we get to that, we have some people we need to thank. Those people being the sages of the lodge, the kind folk who donate as little as a dollar a month to the Landy Lodge to support us, get us new equipment, invest in the project, pay artists, whatever. You know how it rolls. Anyway, without further ado, these beautiful people are Alex Pamal, David Fries, Chris Perkowski, Scott Castellano, Jillian Eason, Corey Barchat, Charlotte Astry, Julie Rossman, Twilight Blaze, Nick Taborski, Kevin McBride, Michael Fay, Richard Arnold, Andrew Clay, Brendan Abrams, and of course, Orpheus Joshua and Gaseous Snake. Woo! I'm a lucky, lucky person to have this many people support me. So, if you would like to become a Sage of the Lodge, you can look for the links in the episode description or in my social media biographies. And if you really can't find it, just reach out to me. I don't bite. But anyway, let's fade this out. What you're listening to is Akira the Don, of course, front of the Lodge. Please make sure to support him. Got his links in the channel as well. Okay. And with that out of the way, it's time we get on with it. I see we got PB and Jilly in the chat who says, I miss the echo. Wow. Didn't think I would have uh, solved the echo issue, but seems to look good from here. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I want to talk a little briefly before we super get into this. So when I first saw the trailer for the Mario, not the trailer, but the announcement for the Mario movie, I was a little bit thrown for a loop by the cast, but I could totally see them making this work. So when I say I'm terrified for the Mario movie, I don't mean the movie itself. I actually think the movie itself could be really good. I think it could be funny. It seems to have a really good cast. If they're self-aware about how ridiculous some of this casting is, I actually think it could be a hysterical film. So my fears aren't so much with the film itself as for, per se, the aftermath of said film. And I'm going to get into that tonight and explain myself because I'm sure there are a lot of people who think I've got some explaining to do. So let's get into it. First things first, I want to go over this little article here. This comes from VideoGamesChronicle.com. Whole thing about Chris Pratt being played as Mario. Which, if I'm being honest, we got a lot of shocking like casting in this film. I did not think this was the most shocking one. I don't know. I can kind of see it working. I get it. He's like the Hollywood guy right now. Mario's the video game guy. It's kind of a crossing of the two. But if we look at the cast, we got Chris Pat as Mario, Anya Taylor-Joy, who I think is the woman from Queen's Gambit. If anybody wants to fact check me on that, please go ahead. Charlie Day as Luigi, which I absolutely love. I think that could be hysterical. I've seen some channels already make like little animations with his voiceover. It could just be hilarious. Jack Black as Bowser is right on cue. That's probably the one I like the best, to be honest. Keegan-Michael Key is Toad. You see, that's the one that tips me off that goes, I really think they're trying to be funny with this one. I, I really think they're trying to be ridiculous and over the top. Because um, Keegan-Michael Key is Toad, that's exactly what you're getting. Yes, that's her. Okay, so she is from Queen's Gambit. Got it. Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong, which <laughs> just for the laugh alone will be funny. Then you got Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong. Cranky Kong. Kevin Michael Richardson as Kamek, Sebastian Maniscalco as Spike. That could be a meme machine. I could see millions of memes being born from that. 
and surprise cameos from Charles Martinet, which I'm glad that's, that'll make a good segue. Personally, what I would have preferred if Nintendo was to do is to do this movie and go down this route. I would have really preferred they would have made a movie with Charles Martinet kind of reprising his roles and doing his thing. I don't know. I don't know if anyone played Luigi's Mansion 3. I more watched people play it either on Twitch or Charlotte played it for a little while. Um, I thought the way they did cutscenes, cinematics, and narratives in that was awesome, and that could totally translate to a full-blown film. But, hey, at the end of the day, I'm not the guy making the film. We'll have to leave it to them. So, honestly, so long as there's a big comedy spin on this, I really think the cast can be pretty solid. Here is where I run into a little bit of worry, though. Let me read this out for the people listening. The Mario movie is being co-financed by Nintendo and Illumination. And for those who don't know, Illumination is the studio that made Despicable Me. Aaron Horvath and Michael Jelenic from Teen Titans Go are directing, and the script is from the Lego Movie 2 writer, Matthew Fogel. So I decided I wanted to do a little bit of a deeper dive on these gentlemen, seeing as they'll be the ones responsible for bringing us this production. And I looked into Matthew Fogel, and uh, look, I didn't see the Lego Movie 2, but based on at least the IMDb rating that we're looking at here, 6.6 seems pretty run-of-the-mill. You know, not bad, but not impressive. Um, but when I'm looking at his resume here, uh, it does leave a little bit to be desired. Um, it looks like he's almost working on as many things as he's actually made. So it looks like that this Matthew Fogel guy, this is going to be one of his, this is going to be a potential big break for him. But one of the things that worries me is he doesn't really have a whole lot on his resume here. Um, he did write... He's writing in Minions The Rise of Gru, which kind of explains this is the same studio, how he got the gig. So this studio really believes in him despite his lack of resume. Um, I think he could do a good job, but I personally would have wished we got somebody a little bit more fleshed out. Then we have the guys who are directing it, and these are the guys who brought us Teen Titans Go. Now, to be fair, the thing that turned me off to that show was the art style, so I never really watched it. So I can't, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I can comment on the writing. But I know that this show did disappoint a lot of people, particularly who are fans of that brand. Um, same thing for the other co-director here. He seems to be a little bit more impressive. This is the guy who gives me the most hope, actually. Michael Jelenic here. He worked on a couple Batman shows. And I, I've peeked in a little bit on these. I've seen a few episodes of them. It's really not terrible, and people seem to like it. Not Nowhere near as good as Batman, the animated series from the 90s. If we're being honest, that really could be the greatest Batman production ever. Um, but that's another conversation for another day. Uh, but these shows uh, were received relatively well. Um, but getting back to it. So the cast isn't really what worries me. And I know can like, I guess the conventional thing people are complaining about is Chris Pratt is Mario. That's not really what concerns me. I guess what concerns me a little bit more, at least as far as the movie goes, is the people behind it being... Lacking in experience, whereas this cast is rock star after rock star. So I wish maybe they could have taken a little bit of the casting budget and put it into the uh, writing and directing budget. But hey, look, at the end of the day, I am open to being impressed by these guys. Um, there's no reason why they can't do it justice. Um, and look, Illumination Studio really believes in them. And, you know, they brought everybody Despicable Me, and that's, that seems to be a beloved series. So who knows? Maybe they could do us a little bit of justice. 
but I wanted to talk about my next concern, actually. And my next concern is a little bit more nuanced. So give me a few minutes to, I suppose, flesh it out. So here's really where my main worry is. Like I mentioned before, I'm not so much worried about the movie itself. I think it could be good. I think they have a good cast. Um, but what I'm really worried about is the aftermath. And what I mean by that is, you know, let's look at Marvel, for example. And let me just say this. I love the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I had an absolute blast. I haven't really been keeping up post-Endgame, but I know the ride from Iron Man 1 to Endgame was a, a, it was a privilege to witness, seriously. Like, to see that level of production for something like Marvel, which used to be something quite niche, was really incredible to see. However... The success of the cinematic universe of Marvel has basically allowed Disney to undermine the comics. So while the movies and the television shows are all very impressive, the comics have been lacking. And we're going to get into that a little bit when we compare some of the numbers between manga sales and comic sales. But the comic sales have been really lacking. And I guess what I'm saying is what I'm worried about with Nintendo, because they're not just opening themselves up to making movies, right? They're opening theme parks, like, they're going all in. I did a podcast with my buddy uh, J-Rob about this a few months back. Like, they want to be Disney. Let's just call let's just call spade a spade. Nintendo wants to be Disney. They know they have the leverage with the IP, and that's why they're expanding that IP beyond just video games. That's why we're getting this movie. That's why we're getting this theme park. It's not a coincidence that they're happening at the same time. Nintendo's going for it. Nothing wrong with that. Um, but let me get myself a little back on track here. What I worry about is if things like these movies, because let's be honest, this movie's going to make a billion dollars. I'll tell you right now, this movie, if it's, if it's mediocre, it's going to make close to, if not a billion dollars. There's a lot of money to be made in cinema. Um, and I think Nintendo's going to really hit the cusp of that. Especially since, you know, you have people who they really, really loved in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but we're starving for something a little different, something a little new. And this kind of fits that bill. But anyway, they're poised to make... A, billion dollars with this film what worries me is i don't want the video games to go down the same path as marvel comics if you catch my drift whereas marvel comics is what got marvel on the map it's what fleshed out all of their ip but then once disney bought them out and started making these movies and making a billion dollars of production the comics just got less attention you know what I mean? The comics are getting less of the budget, they're getting less of the love, they're getting less of the talent, and that's why, at least comparatively, when you look at the market share of graphic novel and comic sales, Marvel Comics is a very small slice of the pie. Now, if you're comparing them against DC and some of the other publishers, sure, they look like they carry weight, but when you rope in manga sales, Marvel's carrying a very small sliver of that demographic, not that demographic, but of this industry. And it didn't used to be like that. Marvel, Marvel only and DC really only fell off the top once they started putting all the focus in these movies, right? And that's what allowed manga to go on such a rise that it's so huge right now, which I guess now might be a good time to get into it. Instead of me just running my mouth, let me show you guys a few things so you can get an idea of what I'm talking about. Okay, so unfortunately, I did some real digging. I did some real digging. I tried to find as many statistics as I could. I will say this, when I looked for manga statistics, got them almost instantly. It was easy. It was smooth. I got to it. No problem. Pulling up comic sales was a little bit more complex, especially when I wanted to get the scale of a whole year. For some reason, I was only able to get month by month scale. 
and September was the one of the more recent ones I was able to find. So we're gonna use this just to get a measure. So you'll see that this graph is in sales of 1,000 units, okay? What are the top comic book shipments? Here we go, estimated number of comic book shipments to comic book stores in North America in September 2021. So remember, this is just the sales from the distributor to the comic book shops. This is not from the comic book shop to the consumer. Keep that in mind. So we have the top two here, Star Wars, War of the Bounty Hunters, which did 149,000 units. And then here's our top Marvel one, The Amazing Spider-Man issue 73, doing 138,000 units. Okay, so let's be generous here. Let's take Spider-Man's, who's their top seller here, let's take his 138, and let's times it, oh, hold on, I did that wrong. Take that 138,000, and let's multiply that over 12 months. That gets us to 1.6 million units, just about. Here's the crazy thing. 1.6 million units if they maintain that pace of shipping from distributor to the comic book shops. I wanna compare that now to manga. Here's the manga sales from the last year. Jujutsu Kaisen sold 30 million copies over the year. Again, if we multiply by 12 that top-selling Spider-Man comic from September, we get to 1.6 million units. Here we are, manga's doing 30 million units. Demon Slayer, 29 million units. Tokyo Revengers, 24 million units. Attack on Titan, 7 million units. My Hero Academia, 7 million units. One Piece, 7 million units. Anyway, it gives me a top 10 here, taking us down to high Q at 4.3 million units. Meaning that... Even if you took that top-selling Spider-Man comic and multiplied it by 12 for the course of a year, you don't even crack this top 10. You don't even get close. You don't even meet half of high Q. So, look, I'm not, try I'm not sitting here trying to hate on the comics. For all I know, the comics Marvel are releasing are good. I don't know. I personally wouldn't count on it, but I'm not going to pretend that I've been reading them. I haven't. But based on these sales, it looks like people who do love to read this type of, you know, whether you're looking at comics or manga, it's relatively the same thing. People tend to prefer manga. And I could say, at least in my own personal experience, I do have a number of comics. Most of them are Batman, and I also have the Amory Wars, which is uh, based on the music from Coheed and Cambria. Definitely check that out. Amory Wars is awesome. Uh, but anyway, the majority of what sits on my shelf is manga. Uh, and look, that's just personal preference. I think, you know, if you're someone you prefer Western comics to manga, that's perfectly fine. You know, you're entitled to your tastes. Um, but it just seems like this medium is moving more and more in that direction. And what I'm afraid of is whether you're looking at it by way of manga or by way of video games, obviously Hollywood's going to want to cha-ching on it. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you know, Marvel used to be for nerds, right? Comic books used to be for nerds, right? I mean, it still is. It still is. But... All I'm saying is if you went to a high school in the 80s and you told them you told them that superheroes were going to be the most like mainstream form of media in 2021, they would have laughed you out of the room. They would have laughed you out of the room. They said, what happened? The nerds took over? I mean, they kind of did, but you get my point. Anyway, again, if I could just summarize what my main fear here is, it is again that Nintendo might be able to make so much money on these productions, so much money on movies and the theme park, let's not leave that out of this, that video games might become a second thought. 
Again, much in the way that Marvel Comics have become a second thought to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I personally don't want that to happen. I love TV shows, I love theme parks, I love movies, but gaming is my favorite thing. And I just hope Nintendo doesn't fall down a slippery slope of giving the movies, TV shows, and theme park part of their business too much attention over the video game part of their business. Um, But just to reiterate, I wanted to wrap up a couple other things. I do have a positive spin, by the way. I am going to get to it, so bear with me. We're going to get there. I do have a positive spin for all of this, but I did want to talk a little bit more about the manga, right? Let me just read this paragraph out to you guys. This comes from CBR.com, and the title is Why America's Manga Market is Booming. Let me just read this out so you guys can get an idea of how much Marvel Comics and DC, to be fair, have slipped in the market share of graphic novels, comics, and manga. Here we go. While Demon Slayer isn't single-handedly beating the American comic industry, the manga boom is clearly visible in the sales figures. NDP Bookscan's top-selling adult graphic novels list for April 2021 is dominated by manga, with the medium occupying every slot in the top 20. Even more impressively, 19 of the top 20 are titles from Viz Media. My Hero Academia, Volume 27, takes the top spot. And previous volumes occupy two other slots on the list. Other big players are Demon Slayer, Jujutsu Kaisen, Chainsaw Man, holding a bunch of other slots. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. We got... Give me one second. I got a bot over on YouTube. Uh, Let me just take care of this real quick. And then we'll get back into it, gang. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Let's report you. Okay, cool. Anyway, so as you can see, 20 of the top 20. It's completely dominating the market. And again, oof, man, we got to get this off of here. One second, gang. Refresh it. Refresh it. Want to get that shit off my screen? Just give me one second. Got completely. There we go. Maybe that'll clear it out. But anyway, let's not get too off track here. So. Anyway, what my point is, manga is completely dominating the market right now. But let's move on. I have a positive spin for this stuff. Okay, I have a positive spin for this stuff. This comes from Game Informer. They mentioned that more movies are on the way, which is kind of nuts, if I'm being honest. Nintendo has a plan. They're not just going into this, Mar- this Mario movie to test the waters of cinema. That's not their game here. They're not going into this to see, oh, if it makes some money. They're counting on this making money. They're counting on this being a new leg of their business, that they said more movies already likely on the way. Um... There were rumors, they mentioned it down here, of a Donkey Kong movie with Seth Rogen already in production. Um, but only time will tell when it comes to that. But let me get to my... By the way, here's the point I was going to make. On the screen, I got a picture of a bunch of people at the Oscars. Let me ask you something. You think Hollywood respects video game culture? I'm willing, I would bet that they didn't. Open to being wrong, but I just don't like the idea of video game productions being in the hands of this. Nothing wrong with this. They make great content, but not what I would pick. Here's my positive spin. 
I've done enough talking about how this all terrifies me. Here's my positive spin. Nintendo plans to make more movies based on its games, but will go one by one. This makes me happy because this tells me at least when they're talking about the Enterprise, they don't envision themselves going, you know, what, basically doing what Marvel did. They're not trying to copy what Marvel did. But let me see if I can find a good quote here. Here we go. Miyamoto then confirmed that Nintendo would like to make movies based on others' IPs because people should be experiencing the company's franchise in a variety of ways instead of just video games. And again, that could be a little worrisome because I'm like, hey man, at the end of the day, y'all make video games and you make fucking great ones. Don't let that go. But here we go. These movies would be tackled one by one, he said, rather than having a number of them in production simultaneously. It was claimed earlier this week that Illumination could be planning a standalone Donkey Kong movie as its next Nintendo feature, which if that is true, that tells me Seth Rogen probably absolutely nails it in the role, uh, which I can only hope. But anyway, that's, that's very reassuring to me that they don't have a plan to make this some gigantic enterprise and they would rather go one by one with the standalone films. Doesn't seem like they're ready to shift gears completely into this kind of stuff, but it does look like that they're not going to completely oversaturate it. Okay. But yeah. Anyway, I'm not too worried. At least not yet. But I'm starting to get a little worried, I guess, is where I stand with all of this. Um, I really think that the Mario movie can be good. I really think it can be... I think it could be sensational even. I think you can get a lot of people, and I think this is the point of this production, I think you can get a lot of people who otherwise either don't play a lot of Mario or don't play a lot of video games and get them to show up to the theater. I really do. I think you have a chance to expose a lot of your IP to something new and to a different crowd. Um, the real concerns for me don't necessarily come from the cast, of course, depending how they spin it, but again, from the production side of things. There just doesn't seem to be a lot of experience there. Um, so I'd be lying if I said that wasn't a little bit concerning. But I do think this movie does have potential. I think it all will come down to what angle they do it from. I hope Charles Martinet gets a, I don't want to say a lengthy cameo or a chunky cameo, but at least a respectful one. Like, I'd hate if he did, like, three lines at the end of the movie or something. Like, it was just like they were throwing us a bone. I hope he actually does get to flesh out, you know, a little bit of something. But at the end of the day, really what I don't want to see is a Hollywood infiltration of video games. Nobody wants that. Trust me, there's nothing wrong with video game movies being made. It doesn't need to have a negative relationship with the IP. I think one good example of this is Resident Evil. They've been making Resident Evil movies for years, and nothing about that has gotten in the way of Resident Evil games, like, at all. Correct me if I'm wrong, but nothing seems to get in the way of either one of those productions, but they do seem to exist on top of one another. Um, on top of that, really, how I feel, and maybe this is my own personal biases, but I would have much rather seen Nintendo team up with Studio Ghibli or studios like that as opposed to Illumination here in America. I would have much... Because, like, don't get me wrong. Like, you're entitled to like what you like. But what one thing I'm scared of is, like, if we're going to be making these Nintendo movies out of, an, out of the studio Illumination here in the West, is the content going to go through, like, like, a Western funnel 
Like, is Japan not going to take the risks they're used to taking? Like, I don't know. I really don't know. But one of the encouraging things is Shigeru Miyamoto is really on top of the project. Like, everything I read shows that he is, I believe he's a co-producer, and he's as on top of the project as he is the theme park. So that's really encouraging, too. Um, Don't mean to be a huge cause of concern. Um, But anyway, I think it could be really cool. I think it could be a good movie. I think making these stories into visual productions isn't a bad idea. But at the end of the day, the moral of the story for me, I suppose, is I want Nintendo to stay true to what they are, and they are a video game production company. They have very valuable IP, and they want to explore that IP in other mediums. But at the end of the day, the reason they have as loyal a consumer base as they do is because they've consistently been making video games for years. For years. And the interesting thing is they weren't always a video game company. You know, they, they were a trading card company. They, had a, they were a love hotel company back in the day. But since they hit their boom, they've been a video game company. And I don't want cinematic productions to distract them from that. I want them to keep it going, much in the way that they have. Um, but look, that's enough blabber about the Mario movie. I did have a few other things I wanted to show you guys uh, before we wrap this up. So... Uh, Yeah, let's take this over here. Let's take this over here one second. And boom. So here's one thing I would talk about, right? So the reason why I don't want Nintendo to get too too distracted here. Oh, what's going on? The Height 24 Mosey Gang. What's up, brother? Thanks for dropping in the chat. But dude, listen. Here's one of the reasons why I don't want them to get too distracted by cinematic productions or theme parks. is because... I want that money, I want that love going into the games. That's what we love. And I found this, and I'll show some screenshots, but this is Breath of the Wild with ray tracing, which, to put it in layman's terms, ray tracing is a technology that uh, enhances the visuals of the video game. Let's just put it that way, just in layman's terms. If you look at some of these screenshots, they're drop-dead gorgeous. In fact, fuck it, let's just watch some of this video. Let's just watch some of this video. Look at this. Look at this. You know, now imagine they took that fuck you Hollywood money and put it into their console hardware to make their games look like this. Like, come on. That would be excellent. I love seeing the Mosey Gang in the chat. Like, look at the lighting here. That's what I'm saying. I don't want them to get too distracted because there's so much room for improvement in their main product as it is. And I mean that to their credit and to our excitement, mind you. But yeah, I just wanted to share a little bit of that. What else did I have? Oh my God. So, oh, is this it? Is this it? No, no, no. This is it. So check this out. This is why I love Square Enix, y'all. This is why I love Square Enix. Of course, we're going to do a little Square Enix plug before we fucking close this out. But would, would you look at this announcement that they dropped about the Endwalker launch? They're afraid these servers are going to crash, man. Like, they're warning about congestion and all the things that might, like, Brendan Abrams, 4K realistic Zelda, yo. Yeah, and wouldn't you re- prefer that to a Zelda movie? At the end of the day, wouldn't you prefer that to a Zelda movie? What's going on, Brendan Abrams? But you got to love this. This is the kind of love you like to see, man. They kept everyone on the loop as to what to expect when Endwalker drops about some of these waits. You got these login wait times, character creation stuff, the possibility you'll bump into this particular error. I don't know. 
You just love to see it. It's fine, though. I have Horizon Forbidden West coming out. And that's going to look magnificent. That's going to look magnificent. See, I hate to say it, but I think Horizon's going to be one of those game series that I'll always want to play, but probably never get around to. Uh, but hey, what are you going to do? Hey, listen, everybody. It was going to be a short one. That's actually going to be the podcast for today. Um, I know it was a little bit short, but at the end of the day, I don't want to be a run on. I had said what I needed to say. I uh, got out what I needed to get out, but I want to thank everybody who dropped in here to chill. There was a number of you, whether you're looking at Brennan Abrams or you're looking at the Mosey gang over here on Twitch. Uh, really appreciate you guys coming out. Really appreciate you guys coming out. This has uh, been a cool experiment going live with the podcast. I'd say I'm pretty happy with it so far. Um, it does involve a lot more work. I'll say that, but that's a good thing, right? That's a good thing. You don't want things too streamlined. You don't want things too easy. You know, effort, effort, usually effort when properly directed usually leads to more quality. Um, but if you will stick around, I am going to be streaming after this. We're going to close out this podcast and then I'm going to stream some, I don't know, I'm caught between streaming some Zelda or streaming some Pokemon, but I'll make up my mind soon enough. Anyway, thank you everybody who's been supporting. Another huge shout out to the Sages of the Lodge. There's a number of them in here between Jilly and Brendan. And then you got the Mosey Gang between Jilly and the Height. Um, listen, lots of love. Thanks for bearing with me while I figure all this stuff out. I'm here for either one. <laughs> yeah. But thanks for bearing with me while I figure all this stuff out. It's been fun. This show was a pretty new concept. I've never done one like this before where we go over some articles live on air where I give this take by myself. I normally will have guests on and the, you know, the run of the mill podcast is what you can expect. But every once in a while, I'd like to do something like this. And, you know, I had a good time. I can only hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. But without further ado, thank you all for tuning in. Got much, much love for all of you. And we'll catch you on the next one. If you're on Twitch, stick around for a raid. We're going to do a raid. And we're taking it over to the Cynic. We're taking it over to the Cynic. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I love you. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be live streaming right after this. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. And I hope that Mario movie is fucking good.